What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh. It's Monday. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Um, congrats. Congrats are in order to everyone that, you know, made it and competed in the, uh, the Tournament of Champions this past weekend. Uh, awesome stuff. Uh, obviously, Ryan Lambert came out on top. He's uh, $30,000 richer, but that's before taxes. So, uh, who knows? Maybe we can get him back on the show. I don't know. He's, uh, he's going to be busy, I guess. Everybody wants to talk to him now. So, I'll wait my turn. Who knows? He's... He's, he's a uh, professional kayak angler now, so he might not even want to come on my shitty podcast. So uh, we'll see. Uh, but seriously, congrats to him. I, I, I enjoyed following him and Jeff on the uh, Kayak Bass Nation. I enjoyed their little uh, nightmare of a form uh, group or whatever. Uh, a lot of good stuff coming from those guys. But uh, congrats, uh, everyone. I mean, there's just so many names. There's obviously 50 names that, you know, I'm not going to try to name off all of them. But, uh, you know. It is what it is. You know, the season ended the way it did. So, uh, hopefully everyone enjoyed it uh, and ready for the next season. So, um, I think the only thing left now is the uh, the the uh, Bass event on Chick. And that, that's it for the season. So, um, I don't know. Not much going on with me. I'm not fishing right now. Uh, all my shit's stored. Um, reels are about to get open, get cleaned. Uh, all my other shit's getting stocked, inventoried. See what I need to do for next season. But uh, there's still plenty to do. You know, the uh, Hobie just put out their schedule, and it's badass. Uh, I think I'm really going to do two events. We'll see. Um, we'll see how it goes. But, uh, yeah, and then KBF, obviously, I don't know if there's an official yet, but uh, there's a few events I want to do there. And if, I, I see myself doing some travel early in the season, but uh, once it gets warmer up here uh, and our season kicks off northeast, I'm pretty much going to stay in the northeast. I'm not, not going to be traveling a lot during that time. we got way too much going on up here. So, but who knows? I don't even know what next season's going to be like. Uh, this whole COVID shit. Like, they want to close New York down again. Um, I heard some rumor about a national lockdown for four to six weeks. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, hopefully, none of that shit's true and uh, things are badass. But we'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah, not much else to really talk about, guys. This is uh, going to be a lot of dead time. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, we'll just jump right into this. Uh, my next guest is Alex Epperson. Uh, AKA Oklahoma's worst angler. Uh, started following on Instagram. Uh, started watching his YouTube channel. Uh, I love what he puts out, man. He's got some really good content. Got a really cool approach to what, the things he puts out. Um, he does some kayak angling uh, or kayak fishing angling. He <laughs> uh, kayak fishing, uh, but he's all over the place, man. Uh, but uh, it's it, it's really cool content, especially for uh, some of the newer people. Uh, there's a lot to be uh, gained from watching his shit, so uh, definitely check him out, man. We uh, also we talked a lot about his channel. Uh, talked a lot about fishing and sponsors and pro staff and blah 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 and other stuff. I mean, it, it, we're all over the place, man. It's like an hour, fifteen minutes, so I don't know. It's a, it's a long one, so but anyway, I enjoy talking to him. Uh, I definitely like following him, so he, he'll be obviously back on again sometime next season. But uh, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get some new new people on here, not the same old faces, even though I do miss talking to those people too as well, and we'll obviously bring them back on. But I'm going to give everyone a little break, uh, you know, let, let, let them enjoy the off season, and then uh, as we start getting into uh, January, February, we'll start bringing all the, uh, you know, all, all the hammers back on and, and figure out what they're going to be doing for the uh, 2021 season. But, uh, but, yeah, we'll just keep this ball rolling, try to keep it as uh, – you know, try to do as much different shit as I possibly can, uh, bring as many d- different kinds of people on and see what we can do with this, this podcast thing. But, uh, anyways, guys, hope you had a great weekend. Uh, hope the week goes good. Uh, make sure you guys tag me, let me know what's going on and, uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Ciao.
Alex, welcome to the Dark Waters, man. How are you? I'm good, man. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, dude, I'm pretty excited. I just, I'm not gonna lie, I just started watching like your uh, your YouTube content. I think I've been following you on uh, Instagram for a while. Yeah. But still, like just just recently been watching like your videos. I was like, I gotta talk to this guy. Um, mainly because like you had one. I don't know how long ago it was. It, it could have been that long ago, but when you got that uh, your kayak PR. I don't know what it is about that. I don't know what it is about that video, but it just like every time I I I've put it that shit on repeat. I'm like, I watch like it's, it's crazy. It's like watching like some like special event of the Olympics where like some little girl hits the catapult and does like a million flips and breaks her leg. I watch it the same <laughs> way. I'm just I'm just like holy shit. This is like the best video I've seen as far as like on a kind of PR. Like the emotion, the passion, everything yeah. was there. I'm just like I, I can't get enough of this. Dude, it's genuine. I mean, people yeah. ask me all the time. Like I got a buddy that I go fish with, and I mean. We drive – me and my buddy John will drive two hours to go fish with him. And the first time that we fished with him, I was doing a, a virtual challenge against Mikey Mosier for Monster Bass. And when we were out there fishing, I was fishing like my first – or my second kayak. I had a Big Fish 105, and we were out there, and uh, I I was struggling, I think, with the uh, – with either the spinner bait or a swim bait that was in that box – and when I finally hooked up, I mean, I just, like, started hooting and hollering. And he was like, dude, I was kind of wondering, do you put it on for camera or is this really you? I was like, this that is was real. I, I <laughs> love was... fishing. I love fishing, you know. And that that fish, man, I mean, fish just hit different in a kayak. Yeah. They, I don't know if it's the fact that you're just, like, you're down at that level or what it is. But also I... that lake – like that lake has my PB yeah. and you know, to catch, you know, my second, it's possibly, I I'll tell you about this in a little bit, but that fish was possibly my second biggest fish. It could be my third biggest fish, but that was my biggest from a kayak. And it was just like two or three boats had already cruised through there. And I was like, you know what? I was just cruising. And that's why I put it in the video, like to show that I was just cruising. And I was like, you know what? I see a stand of trees. I mean, there's trees everywhere out there. I was like, I'm just going to throw this popper. Reach back there, working it. I thought I had like a topwater copolymer line on there. No, it was 17-pound fluoro. So I'm working it fast, and I like reach down to like kick the throttle off, and just in that pause of that bait sitting there, and then her coming up and taking it, it was insane. Yeah, by by far one of my favorites, like, I, I watched it. I watched it probably like like just in that one instance. Like I didn't even like watch the whole. I watched that that, that part and then yep. just scroll back, watch it again. I'm like, dude, this is so <laughs> this is so awesome. <laughs> but uh, let's go ahead and like uh, really get this thing started. Uh, you know, your first time on the show. So if you don't mind, just an intro, who you are, what you done, what you do, and you know, try to put some like non-fishing shit because we all know you fish. That's why you're on the podcast. Yeah. Um, dude, I uh, so I grew up fishing. Well, my name is Alex Epperson. Go by Oklahoma's Worst Angler on YouTube and Instagram. I grew up fishing, but more so just kind of bobbers and worms. And then wanted to fish more and just, you know, kind of tried to learn. I didn't know anything about fishing at all. Me and, like, one of my buddies that I grew up with, we literally would go out to a pond and we would troll spinnerbaits along the bank. That, that's all that I really knew. And... Then I got into catfishing, and then I just kind of left fishing all behind. I joined the Army, you know, had kids, joined the Army, got out of the Army, started drinking. I was drinking a lot, drinking heavy. 
And uh, it was about a year and a half ago. It's come, it's over a year and a half ago. Um, one of my buddies called me up and he was just like, Hey dude, we're going snagging tomorrow or going snagging this weekend. Do you want to go? And I was like, he'd been trying to get me to come out. And I was like, you know, yeah, I can do that. Like what time? And he was like, well, we need to be rolling out by like 4.30 a.m. on a Saturday. And I was like, okay, I can do that. So I didn't go to the bar that night. I didn't go to the bar on Friday night. I didn't want to be hung over. And that's all it took was that one time going out and reigniting the passion, just making me remember how much I loved the outdoors that I completely, I mean, I have not been drunk since that weekend. I haven't done it since. Um that's when I started the YouTube up and I mean that's it's just become a healthy obsession. It's my new drug of choice, it's my new addiction to learn about fishing to get better. Um you were you were in the service, correct? Yeah, I got I got time in the Corps and then I did uh I did four years in the Marine Corps and I did about eight years in the Army, uh infantry. Uh I finished back in two thousand fifteen, starting first class at uh, Tith Mountain. Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, happy birthday. I mean, today oh, thank is... thank you. Uh, thank you. Trust, trust me, I've been, I've been celebrating. I've been celebrating. Yeah, dude. I mean, I feel like I should light a crown on fire or something for you. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, where, where were you in the Army? You were uh, airborne, right? Light, light yeah, infantry. I was airborne infantry. Yeah, I was uh, 3rd of the 509th stationed up at Fort Rich in Alaska. Okay. Oh, you're one of those weirdos. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, I mean, you, know, you, you, you don't meet a lot of people that have done that duty assignment, but like the few you meet, you're like, you hear like your guys' stories and just the things that goes on there. I'm like, oh, wow, you guys are a different Dude, breed. I still get goosebumps. I mean, to this day, like, I mean, I, I serve with some freaking giants. Yeah. Man. You guys, the 173rd type people, like, like they're, they're, you're a different kind of infantry guys. Like you're, you're kind of out there like it's, it's like you're still in the army but you're not like in the like you don't come from like a traditional yeah. like the 82nd or the 101st or 10th yeah. mountain or third id where you're just like everywhere you go it's like garrison it's just always yeah. garrison you guys are kind of out there like on your own like, i know you're still army but it's just not the same yeah to me it's not the same feels like like traditional Dude, army units my uh i caught an article downrange I, I don't need to talk about why but i caught an article downrange and i got switched companies the first in like uh, the third day that I was at my new company, my team leader taught me how to cook a grenade. <laughs> you doing that? So how, I mean, when you talk was. about us being a different breed, yeah. Yeah, We're, yeah. My, my my brother was 173rd in Italy, and she's like, when you hear the stories, like, were you guys even really army? Like, dude, I mean, like this. Yeah, those guys, man. I mean, like again, like I I don't consider myself anything special. You know, it's more so the guys I serve with. And the 173rd guys like that. Oh, yeah. I'm, Those are tough dudes. Yeah. And yeah, nothing like, against, like, I mean, I, I'm i biased. You know, there's two airborne units up in Alaska. There's the 501st and there's three of the 509th. And first of the 501st, they're just, they're not quite the same as us. Right. So, yeah, they're. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but you know, each unit's got their, uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I love, I love being part of the 10th Mountain. I think 10th Mountain, as far as like your regular infantry divisions like it's the toughest it's like who who knows where you know watertown new york is who, who knows where fort drums at like we're in this hidden place one of the coolest yeah. places in the world and it's like yeah i mean like i mean like my first day at fort drum I, I just came from fort stewart which is like it was like february march it was nice spring break i was running with my shirt off had a beautiful tan nice and just ripped i get to like <laughs> uh i get to like upstate new york i get to like fort drum there's still snow on the ground first day that we do a, a company run we're running in the woods and all of a sudden we it's cold. There's still yeah. ice everywhere. 
we, we get to this creek. The first sergeant CO jump in the water, and like we all gotta jump in. They they dunk us and they throw us out. And then like as soon as they they dump me, they brought me up. The first sergeant says, "Welcome to the mountain, motherfucker." I'm like, God dang. <laughs> that was like my that was like my introduction to like the tenth mountain. Like it's like a very hard, tough place. Like there's no sunshine Dude, no. up there yeah. for like months of the year. It's cold. It was a, uh, but it was like one of the, the funnest places I've been to as far as like uh, uh, you know Operation Tempo and things like that. Like uh, I mean I, I love being light infantry. That was like my one of my yeah. favorite things to do. Dude, Tenth Mountain there. is legit, hundred percent legit. I think, and I mean I never went there. You know I haven't been to upstate New York, so I don't know anything about it. But I I'd say the next closest place that you can like get close to as far as temperature goes is Wainwright, and that's right. up in Fairbanks, and that. I mean, I'm I'm so glad that I got an airborne contract <laughs> in basic, right. and that's what I did. So, but yeah, man. Now, I, did, you I, do, I, did you take advantage of being in Alaska? Like, I mean, as far as like the outdoors stuff. No, yeah, dude. you're like me. You're like you're like me. I've been to I, I've been to some of those coolest, greatest places that the world has to offer, and I, I I can tell you what the bars look like, but I can't yeah. tell you what the uh, the actual experience. I mean, I've been to Japan, like, dude, all these the different. The coolest cool thing places. I did up there was snowboard. You know, yeah. and like one of my buddies, um, he's on Instagram. It's Harvest Time Outdoors. This dude, he would, I mean, he's a hardcore deer hunter. And I mean, we go hunt for caribou. I mean, all those guys did that, you know, moose, caribou. That's what they did. And I really, I wish that I would have. Yeah. But yeah. I've still got buddies that are up there that I can eventually go up there and get that experience with them. Right. But yeah, I mean, it was a bar. That's all it was. Yeah, no, it's it's a tough life. That's what you do. You chase women and you go to bars, you know. Especially yeah. those first, especially those first four years, like you're not doing much of anything except that. Well, bro, I mean, you're on a freaking joint base with the Air Force. Ooh. Yeah, I got. I you. mean, it's yeah, you yeah, I know. Understand. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> so, uh, how do we? Uh, you know, as far as uh, I mean, you, you kind of told your story how you got to where you are and what you're doing now. But uh, you know, this is a, this is a kayak fishing podcast. I know you do a little bit of boat, but like, go about could you just because uh, like you do fish a lot of the kayak. So, what's your yeah. experience with the kayak? How you got into it? How much do you do it? I mean, Dude, what, what, what okay. is kayak fishing to you? My very first kayak was an inflatable, and it was because I wanted to get on the water. There was only one lake that I really knew about here in Oklahoma. And it was, you know, a 15-minute drive from my house. And it's called Lake Bixoma. And it's got big fish in it, but it is probably the most pressured. Like, for the size of the lake and the amount of boat traffic that's on there and kayak traffic is one of the most pressured lakes that's out there. But I wanted to get on the water. And when I say I didn't know anything about fishing, I didn't know anything. Like, I mean, I learned – I picked up my first bait caster last year. Like, I, I never grew up throwing any of those, so I went out in this inflatable kayak, and I had my bag up in front of me, like, shoved in the very front. I had, you know, two rods sticking beside me. I'm on an inflatable seat, and I'm out there fishing. I'm throwing a jig, and I missed my first fish on the kayak, on a jig, on my bait caster. Again, didn't know what I was doing, so I literally just – I put it down to pick my spinning rod. Well – then I got to take a leak. So I go down to where I know it's shallow. And I go to where I know it's shallow. I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. I go to stand up in this thing. And it's literally, I mean, like inches of water. Stand up. Tip it. Completely uh, fine. 
And I was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to start saving up. So my first kayak, I get an Ascend uh, 12T. Bass Pro Special, right? And I get on that thing, and that, I mean, changed my entire perspective of fishing. Kayak fishing is just, it's the simple fact of, you know, you can go places that other people can't go on, you know, traditional boats. You know, even the aluminum boats, I, I don't care what you say. Like, there's places you can go on a kayak. And again, the fish just hit different. It's a different kind of challenge. It's so much fun. You get the, I mean, not to sound cliche, but, you know, the serenity of it, right. you know. And so I had that Ascend 12T, and my buddy that I fish with all the time, Oki Outdoors, um, he wanted to get one. So, you know, I put him in the inflatable one. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big boy <laughs> he, he's a big boy and he hated every minute he was just doing circles spending circles in it you know and uh, i ended up selling him my ascend and i bought a big fish 105 and that thing was a tank and that's where i caught the infamous it's a whale like that that phrase all last year like followed me everywhere. And it was because it was my first five pound bass I ever caught. It was my PB for the longest time. And I loved that kayak, but then I hated it because it was so tall and so bulky that I couldn't load it on the top of my car. Yeah, that's that's one of the problems I'm having with my Jackson. Um great kayaks, but it's a hundred and it's a hundred and thirty pounds of you got a, big a kayak. Rig? No, I got no, I got the Kusa. Oh, the Kusa. Which yeah. is smaller. It's, it's a little bit smaller than the big rig. So I think the big rig is like 140 something pounds. Mine's like 120 yeah. something pounds. But still, it's a uh, it's a pain in the ass. Like, you, you really got to think about how you're going to transport uh, yeah. that kayak. And I don't think I'll ever leave it. I might go to the big rig, but the, still at the same time, it's like you got to figure out what you want to do and how you want to do it. Whether you're yeah. going to be a trailer guy, but you're right. It's, it's not like I got friends that have those new canoes and they drive like little Prius, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's what I have right now. Like, and for me, it was always okay. I I can't afford a trailer, so I'm not going to get a kayak that I have to have a trailer for. Right. So, what can I do? What kayak can I get that I can roof load? And I took out Aliska for a little while. Uh, Tulsa Kayak, you know, here in town, they let me borrow um, their Aliska, and I was like, okay, I like this. This is cool. I can dig it. But what I was doing was just trying to get the size, the weight, see if it's manageable for me and everything like that before the pursuit came in. So I ended up with the pursuit. And, you know, the pursuit is great, but another buddy of mine, you know, that's a kayak angler. He's got two old towns. He's got a PDL yeah. and he's got the uh, the sportsman Minn Kota. Not the autopilot. Right. But, you know, the 45 pound and he let me take that out. And, dude, I'm I'm ruined. I'm ruined for paddling for the rest of my life. Yeah. It, yeah. It's on a whole nother level. But I mean, for me, it was always, OK, what's going to be easiest to transport when I don't have a trailer? Right. What can I roof load? You know, and you see, like the pursuit is like 77 pounds. But that's 77 pounds over 13 and a half feet. Exactly. It's, it's not 77 pounds over 10 and a half feet, you know. It's yeah. a lot more to manage than you realize just by looking at the weight. And those are right. things that I never really took into account. 
So, um, but yeah, I mean, like kayak fishing, I'm working on a little boat right now. Truth be told, I probably won't keep it. I'll probably eventually flip it, sell it, and get into, you know, a trolling motor-powered kayak. I'm just yeah. – kayak yeah, I mean, is my style. Yeah, I feel like it's – it's like you said, like, the one thing I like about kayak is that, like, it, especially for, like, you know, it makes you fish. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things I think they're like the big boat world. Granted, those guys are all great anglers, but they have the luxury of hauling ass to whatever fishing point they want to get to. If it doesn't work, I'll move to this point. And then they just go until they find them where it's like in a kayak, you're very limited. It's like if this is where I launch, this is where I'm going to fish or I got to pull my kayak out of the water. I got to load that shit back up and I got to drive to the other side of the lake to get to this, you know, or whatever. So it's like, you know, when I go, when I, when I plan to go fish, I fish an area that, you know, it could be, you know, a two to six mile area that I'm going to yeah. hit. But, but I, I got to fish the shit out of that area, you know, because that's it. Like, I mean, especially if it's a tournament setting, like there's no. There's not a lot of leaving and stuff. There's not a lot of, uh, you know, and so it, te- it teaches you to like really fish the area, become in tune with the water or what the fish are doing and to really you know, break things apart. Cause there's always fish there. It's just, yeah. are you going to do, are, are you going to do what it takes, you know, whatever, are, are you, are you going to figure them out? And that's what like, I think it's really helped me out as an angler is that like, like I know how, like, I'm getting better at figuring it out. I'm getting better at catching fishes in, in, in hard during hard times, you know, midsummer, that weird month of September. I haven't mastered September yet, but I'm getting pretty, I'm getting, I'm getting better at it because I'm having to fish these areas and, and fish and, and like really fish the hell out of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I think that's one thing that made me, you know, a better angler this year. Now, you know, I always, I come up with excuses all the time, you know, like, why didn't you do any tournaments this year? Oh, I didn't have a 360 light, or, you know, it was, or it was my schedule for work that I literally right. just could not make it to those things, you know, but it did make me a better angler because like you said, you got to sit there and you got to break down spots and I'm good with that. I love that. Like, I mean, I, I've learned to fish slow, but I've also learned to fish fast, you know, and that's like, I got to like change my mentality when I'm going on a big boat with a buddy. Okay. <laughs> We're not going to be fishing slow today. You know, right. you got to be able to make changes like this, you know, and between the two of them, it's made me a much better angler because yeah. of that, you know, and, uh, you know, I went out, what was it like two weekends ago, something like that with, uh, another buddy, he drove up from Texas, brought his boat up here and we go to the lake that, you know, I've caught two of my biggest fish this year out of, and I was like, dude, this lake will break you. It will make you, or it will break you. Like they, Whatever you know about bass fishing, throw it out the freaking window because they all have them under their own here. And um, what it was, I mean, we went to the spots that I always work. I threw the things that I always know work at some point, and nothing did. Nothing did. And I was like, okay, well, let's just keep moving this way. Let's keep moving, you know, along this flat. We'll move to the point. We'll go out where the channel is. We'll work this. We'll do this. And, you know, I landed the first fish that day um, throwing a square bill out across this flat. And it was a little schoolie. And there were definitely schools there, you know. But, again, I had to, like, change so fast on the fly because, okay, this isn't working. This isn't working. You know, he's saying that he's going to outfish me today. I got to step my game up, you know, and do something. So, he did catch the bigger fish that day, but he only caught one. 
and it was, you know, so, I mean, I, I caught more. I, yeah. I consider that a win. He's going to say that he won because he caught the bigger fish, but. Yeah, but if it only won, it doesn't matter. You just caught one big fish. Like, That's kind of what I'm thinking. I mean, it was like, and big by being like two pounds. Oh, then get out of here with that so, shit. That, yeah. No, you don't, you don't get a, you don't get, you don't get an award <laughs> for that. Negative, sir. Negative. So what is, um, so it sounds like you haven't really been doing this long, which is really cool. I, I like that because like you seem to have a pretty successful, which you know, I, I'm learning very hard, you know, doing a podcast. I don't really do anything on YouTube, but I do a lot of stuff on social media, but like what, what we consider success, you know, like you think success, you think millions of followers. I'm like, that's not necessarily true. Like someone who has a thousand, you know, solid followers can be just as successful as someone who has like 2 million followers, depending, you know, just depending on what, you know, what you, what you determine, you know, what you decide success is and whether it's, uh, sponsors, uh, supporters or whatever you want to call it. But, uh, you seem to be doing pretty good. Um, what have you done? Like, how'd you get into this? Like, what was the whole, you know, YouTube? I've been very fortunate, but what it was, I became obsessed. Well, not obsessed, but I mean, I watched him all the time. It was Casey Neistat and the way that he would tell a story in a vlog. And the dude, I mean, he he's like non-existent on YouTube at this point right now. But for a long time, I remember he did like a vlog every day for a year and a half. Every day. Never missed a beat. And it was the way that he would tell a story that I was like, fuck, I want to do that. And it was because I have a passion for photography and videography. Right. And the thing with that is, though, I have a passion for doing it for me and my style and what I want to do. So if I had, like, my choice of, you know, photography, it'd be wildlife. I don't have to tell the animals to do a damn thing. I don't have to say, hey, go sit there and do this, do this, do this. You know, it's all about being outside. It's being in the moment. It's just capturing that moment and telling a story. So the thing with the vlog, it was – I don't have a story to tell. Like I run a supplement shop right now. I run a supplement shop. I go to the gym. I go home, see my kids and I repeat. That's what I do. So I would just watch this guy and I was like, damn, I want to do that. And then eventually, you know, when the fishing came around, I was like, this is it. I can take my passion for fishing. I can take my passion for video, combine the two. And I can have this healthy addiction now. That gets me right. away from drinking, from being drunk. I mean, I'll still have a drink every now and then, right. but from being drunk and or just being, li- li- living a reckless lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it, it was too. I mean, it, it was horrible. You well, know? I get it. it was. I'm gonna go out and go fish, and I'm going to try and you know put a video, put two, two to three videos out a week, and that's what it was. And I just kept plugging away at it kept plugging away and I saw like growth and I was like, okay, this is, is pretty addicting. Yeah. I like seeing the growth. I like being able to interact with people. Um, and I really just kind of, like I just kept at it, you know, and I got my first pro staff deal, you know, and then another one came and I was like, okay, I'm realizing what this is now. And like, that's one thing about me. I'm not going to be affiliated with anybody that I don't believe in. Right. So I left them and I started on with Monster Bass and Monster Bass kind of gave me my first big shot, my first big break, you know, as far as like 
pro staff deal helping me out, all this other stuff. And I've been with Monster Bass ever since. And I was actually looking today, I was talking with my buddy. Um, my second most viewed video is why I canceled MTV for Monster Bass. And I look back at that video, I'm like, dude, that was bad. That was so cringy. Like, yeah. I'm throwing a fit. I didn't know anything about fishing. And I still right. get posted to this day on some of those old videos. And I'm like, so I usually hit them back and I'll be like, um, there was a guy who was like, uh, I really would have enjoyed this video, you know, but I mean, who throws their equipment in like a tantrum like that? I remember when I did that and I was eight years old and it was because of tantrum <laughs> on the bike. And I was like, well, hey, dude, well <laughs> I'm glad that you did. And I'm glad that, you know, you didn't like the video very much. Thanks for the view. Also, thanks for, you know, getting on to me about something from a year and a half ago and not watching anything recently to see how much I've changed or grown since then. Right. Good on you. And I appreciate the view, you know, yeah. thanks for the penny. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's just the thing, you know, even like my podcast, like, dude, like what, like a year ago, you know, how much thing has changed in a year. You know, like, it's like, like I've gotten better at this. My, you know, my questioning, my, you know, my approach to a show has changed dramatically. Like, I mean, like you have one direction that you want to do at one point. And then now yeah. I look at what my show is. It's nothing like that at all. It's, it's done a completely 360. Um, you know, like it just, things change, you know, you grow. Like this is a skill, whether it's a YouTube channel, a, a podcast, uh, whatever, like it's a skill. It's a, yeah. it's, it's, it's a real skill and you, you got to learn how to navigate through it. You got to learn how to grow with it and you got to learn like what you suck at, what you're good at and, and build on those things. And it, it takes time. Like I, you know, I think I won't even listen to my old podcast. I'm like, I mean, I leave them up there, but it's like, I'm not, I'm not going back there. Never yeah. going back there. Yeah. Um, no, not going back. No, don't let me see it. Like, and I mean, I'll admit this. I mean, because when I got into fishing, I started, you know, YouTubing fishing and guess who's the first people that you see pop up? Fucking Googans. Yeah, Googans. Okay. And I liked the Googans. You know, like, I mean, I felt like at the time, I was like, dude, I can relate to Rob. I can relate to Rackley. Like, they're both dads. Rob was in the Army. I can relate to these dudes. And I like those two. I only liked them. But talk about change. Talk about growth. You learn a lot. I read people very well. It drives people crazy how, re how well I can read them. And then, like, as I start to get into this industry, I start hearing things and I start finding out things about these people that I kind of like to watch. And I was like, OK, I'm going to start paying attention to their body language and how they're doing things, what they're talking about. I'm like, oh, this dude doesn't even like to fucking fish. He doesn't <laughs> like to fish at all. He's literally just a marketing and business savvy dude is yeah. what, it is, you know, and. I mean, I've got, I've got probably like 20 packs of Guggen Base just sitting in a drawer right now, you know, that I'll eventually give away to somebody, you know, but I was one of those guys that liked them. But talk about growth, like, man, I, my bait knowledge has expanded so much. And I've been very fortunate to fish with so many guys that have different styles. And I'm like a sponge, dude. Like, I mean, going from, finesse spinning gear up to you know where is that one of my buddies is a huge big bait guy uh one of those guys you know and that's that's what he likes he's a trophy chaser i'm not a trophy chaser i'm a fisherman i just like to fish 
I don't care if it's a two pounder or a 10 pounder. I'm excited to catch fish. I'm more excited to catch the 10 than two, but I just love to fish. Right. Yeah. Now, having like, you know, one, one of the problems like I see, like, you know, when you're getting, it's like, a lot of things that I had to learn, like, you know, what I want to do with my podcast. And, like, I don't, I don't reach, you know, at first you're like, oh, I might need some supporters and sponsors. And I'm like, now I'm like, I'm okay without any of that shit. Like, I'm, I'm to the point now, I, I got a, a pro staff deal, unless they want to make it something else. I'm not working with it. It's not. It's not. I don't mean it a bad way. I'm just like I don't. I don't need you guys. I got tons of fishing stuff. I don't yeah. need a discount code. I need a new microphone for my podcast though. I need. Uh, <laughs> right. you know, I need some better. I need some better lighting. Maybe I can get one of those cool back you know, backdrop TV screens. that could have all my sponsors. You know, whatever. But it's like, dude, unless you guys are gonna support me that way, and, it, and I'm not expecting anyone to do that because yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what. Um, I'm not sure. Like, one thing I learned too, it's like when you think about sponsorships and things like that. It's like. You know, what can I offer you? And I think about what I can offer them. I'm like, okay, well, I have almost 3,000 followers on Instagram. I have probably an average 300 listeners per episode. Some some episodes are better depending, but like average-wise, I have about 300 solid listeners. And it's just like, you got like 60,000 followers on Instagram. And you guys got – it's like I don't really have much to offer you, so I don't really expect much from you. So it's just like I'm, like, I'm, I'm at this point where I'm easy, where I'm like, like – Maybe we just don't need to work together. You know what I mean? Maybe I yeah. just got I've got I got to grow, build my show, and then one day you come find me because there's no need. I don't feel like I need to. And I think it's a lot of things I see in this industry. It's like everyone's trying to find somebody to do it, but it's like a lot of times I feel like, are, are you big enough for that yet? Are you in that position to to do that? Because like right now I don't feel like I'm in a position to ask anyone really for anything. I'm not saying that I can't. You know, it's my God-given right. You know, if I if, hey do this for me and they say no, like okay, fair enough. But at the same time, it's just like. What are we really gonna do together? Like, what, 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 how are we really gonna help each other? Are you gonna support my? Are you gonna by supporting my podcast? I mean, are you gonna give me the financial things that I need? Are you going to promote the shit out of me? And then what am I gonna do for you? Like, promote? Maybe, maybe I'll get a few people to use my discount code to buy your stuff. It's it's, it's a weird like fishing's a weird industry to me. I really don't quite understand it 100% yet. I I, I took a chance with a pro stat because I wanted to learn a little bit about it. And it didn't get a bad taste in my mouth, but then I, but I got this like. Uh, right now, it's just kind of seems like a waste of time, like a, a waste of effort, like yeah. you know, like making making videos, promoting a you know a brand that then I get like a you know a thirty percent discount on. Then then I appreciate the thirty percent discount, and I appreciate the experience, but at the same time, it's just like, what do you really want to do with this? Like it's just it's it's, it's a weird industry. It's a very mm-hmm. if it's very saturated for one. Everyone, a lot of people are trying to do things, and two, it's just like, what are you really trying to get out of it? Because if it's just discount codes, I don't even I can just do that as an individual. I don't need to do that as a podcast. I don't need to bring you on. As a pro, I don't know. I don't even. I don't even have a podcast to be a pro staff for you. I can do yeah. that on my own. My podcast is is its, its own entity. Yeah. Like pro staff for me. Like I mean, at first it was just because you know, like oh shit, I'm pro staff. You know, exactly. and you think like you think you're sponsored. No. no you're not. Yeah, sponsored kid. No, like you're no. literally you get you know your ten to thirty percent discount. You know, but you're just doing free promotional work for them yeah you know and that's what i learned and so that's why i've narrowed down so much of like the companies that i work with that you know i do stuff for that i actually trust and you know use so it's you know i'm not even pro staff i'm a i'm a media or a social media influencer for favorite rods i'm not pro staff i don't get anything but i've thrown favorite since the beginning of me fishing and they've, I mean, they've worked for me. The rods have. 
So I don't have a need or a want to go try a new rod. Guys ask me all the time, go try this rod out. Go try this rod out. That's money out of my pocket. I've got yeah. rods here. You know, I've got all these rods already that are good, that work just fine. I don't need to. But the reels, no, I'm not going to use the reels. I'm going to use re- what reels I like, what works for me. Yeah. Now, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy, too, because you feel obligated – because I've had some pro staff, you know, like beginning of pro staff things where it's like, all right, well, well, shit, these guys, I'm on the pro staff now, so I feel like I have to go buy one of their products now. And like well, like a fishing rod company that I was going to do, it's like, I don't need any fishing poles, though. I got plenty. Yeah. And like, yeah. I, 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 but like, if they were to give it to me, that'd be one thing. But it's like, yeah, the discount's nice, and if I needed the discount, this would be awesome. But I don't. I got poles. So why am I gonna like? Am I am I gonna spend 120 bucks just to spend 120 bucks to get a rod? I don't. And I felt the same way with baits. It's like, dude, I got tons of plastics right now. Yeah. Tons of plastics. Like if I'm buying plastics for you, it's just so I can say I have your plastics so I can promote them on my Instagram or my uh, my my podcast. But I don't need your plastics right now. So like yeah. it's like I'm forcing like. I'm forcing myself to be a client, like, you know, uh, whatever, a customer when I don't need to be a customer. Like, you know, if I didn't have anything, fine. But when I have everything I need, it's like, why do like, I'm just spending money for the sake of spending money so I can say I'm on your team or whatever. And I'm not saying like anyone who's listening to this show, like, dude, enjoy your, enjoy your pro staff. I'm not saying, but I'm saying for me yeah. and what I'm doing with what I'm doing is like, if I don't need it, then why take it? You know what I mean? And that's yeah. what I guess I'm getting it. Like if someone was offering me like, Hey, I'll give you, you know, $500 for a new microphone and, uh, you know, you, you, you talk about me this many times, whatever, and you promote me the pictures and stuff like that. But like, okay, that makes sense. Cause you're getting me something that I need, but just to, just to say that I have this and that, like, I don't know. It just seems kind of a weird, weird yeah. thing to do. Yeah. So for me, it was, so I think the only bait company that I am pro staff and get, you know, a decent discount and have a discount code to give out really started because of scum frog and it's because hey look what, look what i got right here dude that is the one that trophy series that toad color right there yeah that's caught me the most frog fish this year well, perfect i was gonna ask you about it later on so. dude the most frog fish that i've caught was on that one but my biggest fish this year which i mean i i feel like that i'm about to be that guy okay yeah I found out that my scale was four ounces shy, four ounces low. But we go off of what the weight was when the fish was weighed. Right. So I caught my biggest fish, my biggest bass, on this guy right here. I've got it sitting, sitting away. I mean, it's not being used ever again. This is the launch series. Launch series, yeah. Yep, in Sloppy Toad. Nine pounds, 11 ounces on a freaking frog. So I've been throwing scum frogs since last year. I found them. They were cheap. I was like using the little ugliest little popper that they make. Have you seen those things? Yeah, I got, they have I got like one. Like a beak real. nose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very I odd loved looking. Them. Yeah, I loved them. So I would throw that or throw a spro. And then this year I was like, you know what? They got the new launch series coming out. And I think what it was is I had – Dude, it was a uh, oh, it was a trophy series that I had bought that I had ordered off Tackle Warehouse, one of the new painted ones, and or it might have been this guy, one of these, like the legs just ripped completely out, the skirt ripped completely out, and I put it up on Instagram, 
And, you know, because, like, I messaged Scumfrog before, just, like, sent him pictures, said, hey, you guys' stuff is great. Never ask him for anything. I posted a picture up missing the legs. It was on a launch series. I remember this now. And I said, hey, Scumfrog, you know, we need to talk a little bit about this. They messaged me, and they said, hey, sorry about that. You know, since they're, you know, still kind of new in development, that one probably didn't have, you know, the, re- the skirt retainer that was in there that was supposed to be in there. Um, we'll send you another one. In the meantime, would you mind taking that post down? And I was like, yeah. I mean, it was nothing malicious meant by any means. I wasn't talking smack on Scumfrog. I was just saying, hey, <laughs> these got ripped out tonight by a fish. And so they sent me that, and they sent me like five of the trophy series. And that's when I was like, okay, they took care of me. I'm going to fish these scum frogs and I'm really going to learn these scum frogs because they don't work like a traditional frog. They don't really, I mean like the launch series will walk somewhat like a traditional frog, but I went out and put in the time and figured out how to work these frogs. So then I eventually reached out to them because, you know, they were liking my posts, they were engaging and everything like that. And I was hoping that at some point they would like reach back out to me and I was like, okay, it's, it's not going to happen. Like, again, like, I'm a nobody. I'm catching a lot of fish, and I'm giving them a lot of, you know, a lot of credit where credit's due. But I reached out, and I was like, can I be part of the team? <laughs> and the C, I think it was like, his name is Mike or something. I had to look back at the messages. He was like, Alex, I wish you would have asked a long time ago. And I was like, shit. <laughs> okay. It's weird, because, so, I mean, like, I like that because here's the thing. I know I talked about a lot about you know my thoughts on it, but it's like if I if it, if now if it's something I really want, you know, and I think I can get like six. I, I love six cents lures. I'm gonna buy six cents lures all the time. And if and if, if 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 I can contact them, yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah. I would I would pro staff for them, or I would because I, I I buy all their shit anyways. But like one of the problems I have though, it's like if I'm not like like a rod company like if i don't have any rods why should i be a pro staff or anything with you because i don't even own any of your shit so like i said i, I feel like i had to buy it to yeah. join the team now you know what i mean that, that was a part i didn't like about it it's like now if it was something that i was like like you said like you know with the with the, uh, the scum frog it was something that you you got into you really like so now there's there's a there's a reason to be there whether it's a discount whether it's free frogs whatever it is but there's a, a relationship that you wanted and like you already had, you've already invested into it at some point. And that, I guess that's like my problem with pro staff. It's like, dude, unless you're already in my arsenal, I got no need for you. Cause I got, yep. you know, like now, now we're, now we're just now, now maybe I'm the bad guy. Cause now I'm just looking for free shit, not looking at the promoting something that I actually really believe in something that I actually use all the time. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's weird. Like pro staff to me is weird. Like a lot of people just get into it just to say they have it. And they never really used it before. And I'm not saying like the, the plastic is gonna be bad or anything, because I mean a plastic bait's a plastic bait. It's gonna have some kind yeah. of action to it, and you can make that action work. We all know that. Yeah. But you know, but then again, it's like you, you find yourself spending thousands of dollars just to be on a team that you that you weren't on in the first place. Yeah. And then I mean, like, what happens when your style changes? What happens when you right. find a different bait? You know. So I mean, for me, it was when I talked to them. You know, they're owned by American Bait Works, which yeah. is you know set the hook. Freedom tackle, net bait, all these different things. So they brought me on. They gave me the discount code. I was like, dope. Let's look at their stuff. And I was like, okay. Like, I'm a Strike King fanboy. Like, Rage Bugs are my go-to, 100%. So, I mean, I made sure with them, like, hey, if I'm on this team, 
but I'm going out and I'm throwing something different. Like, I'm not going to be penalized. I'm not going to be, like, faulted or anything like that, right? And he said, no, absolutely not. I was like, because, yeah. I mean, I, I mainly throw the scum frog. That's about it, you know? But I picked up some of the pack of crawls, and when I fished them, I was like, okay, that's a completely different action than a rage tail crawl, than a rage crawl. Right. Completely different action. I was like, that'll have its place eventually. So I picked some up. And, you know, I picked up the Mischief Minnow, which that one got, like, a lot of buzz this year. You know, it's sponsored everywhere. And I picked one of those up, or I picked a few of those up, and I was like, these are pretty dope. But it's not something I'm going to use all the time. What I am going to use all the time is the Scum Frog. Yeah. That 100%. But, you know, it was the fact when they told me, no, fish whatever you want. Fish whatever you want. I was like, okay, I'm down with that. You know, yeah. and that's what kind of worries me about like when you want to work with certain companies. So like take six cents. I like six cents hard baits. Like those are my these are my absolute favorite. The yeah. next thing to them would be like Mega Bass. So I mean like these are like half the freaking price of Mega Bass right. stuff. But you know, if you go and be pro staff with six cents, does that mean that you have to throw a stroker crawl only? Do you yeah. have to throw a prawn only? Like you can only throw you know, the divine shaky worm. I don't know. And I don't use any of their plastics either. I'm the same way. It's like, yeah. That's the thing that you got to find out when, like, when you're trying to get on these pro staff is you got to think about like the future as well. Well, like, uh, yeah. Cause I, I have a, uh, I'm like, I got X zone. I, I work with X zone lures. Yeah. The, pro- the problem is, it's like, I really like to throw a traditional Cinco worm. Like, yeah. I, I love that drop and I love, it's a perfect size compared to yep. their, their stick bait. But then again, it's like when you're making videos and stuff for them, because that's, that's what I'll do. I'll make little short videos for Instagram. It's just like, you know, like, like the, the intention is to catch fish now, but, you know, I feel like a jackass if I'm using a, uh, you know, a blue Cinco or whatever, you know, and not one of theirs. And then that's, that's kind of the situation you put yourself in because it's like, I mean, it's not that their worm doesn't work. It's just I love the action of just a regular Cinco. I don't know what yeah. it is, but that size, it just, it just does what it does. And you know, whatever, but it, but it puts you in this awkward situation because it's like, dude, I'm just trying to catch fish, but I do feel obligated because I am now getting a whatever discount or free things that I get from them. But at the same time, it's just like, yeah, I know, but this this Cinco's man, like, there's not much that beats a Cinco. Yep. And I think that's like, since we're on this whole pro staff thing, I think that's something like that's good for people to know is if you're gonna be pro staff and you're gonna be using, you know, only these things. And say that you're not catching fish. You're not doing anybody any good. You're you're hurting yourself more so than that company that you are pro staff for. Right. You know, because you're going out, you're taking pictures of their pictures of their baits, and you're trying to catch fish on their baits, and it just may not be a confidence bait for you. You know, so you're throwing the center stick, and you're like, I'm not catching shit on this thing. I'm gonna throw on a Senko and catch fish because that's what I want to do. So you do yeah. that. And you catch fish on that Senko, and you post it up with the Senko. You don't hang a bait. You don't do anything like that. And you have to do those things. There's only one way that you're going to know if you're going to get in trouble or not. They'll reach out to you. So <laughs> if you're pro staff with somebody, don't be afraid to throw something that is not part of their line. Yeah. I mean, what's the worst that can happen is like, hey, could you, well, you know, like not well, tag- it would actually be the, it would actually be the best thing, right? Like it would be like, hey, like you can't do that. Well, it's like, well, maybe we shouldn't work together because maybe I made a mistake. And that's what that's my problem with getting it. It's like sometimes 
you don't need a pro staff. I mean, like, I mean, like, like I said, unless they're giving me, I don't feel like I'm obligated really, unless there's like some kind of financial, like if you're paying my bills, okay. Now we yeah. got something to talk about. Or if you're one of those companies that I just believe in, you know, like if, like I said, like with six cents, if like six cents, me, like, it's like, like, you know, I would, I, I would have pursued that kind of you know thing. But as far as anything else, it's like, if I'm not already using your stuff, we probably don't need to work together. We're probably, I'm probably being immature and, and wanting to feel special and have a pro staff more than what I'm doing what's better for me as an angler and then better for you as a company. Like there's, there's, a, it's not the right relationship. And I think that's the biggest problem with a lot of the pro staff. It's like, that's what it is. There's some, there's some weird thing in the community uh, where it's like, you feel like you have to be pro staff, but you don't have to be pro staff. You don't have to it's work with entitlement. Yeah. That's the problem these days is entitlement. You know, guys go out, you know, and, blow up on Instagram or maybe they buy followers and get the traction on Instagram. They blow up on Instagram. Well, all of a sudden they feel entitled, you know, like I should have this because I have this many, you know, this many right Right. here. No, like you, you shouldn't feel entitled whatsoever. And I guess, you know, that just made me think of, you know, the whole big thing, like when the Guggen split from favorite and not just the Guggen's, but you know, Weston Smith, freaking yak pack you know all those guys that were throwing favorite now all of a sudden they felt entitled like hey we should be getting some money back you know we should be getting money because we've driven so many sales bro if you didn't sign a contract to get money what do you expect you're getting free gear so but because you feel entitled now you're gonna go out and say i'm not throwing guys anymore i'm not using them anymore i'm selling all my stuff that's cool did you see who was sponsoring the MLF this year? You think they're going to pay you when they have professional fishermen? And that comes back to the whole entitlement thing. I've never yeah. felt entitled by that stuff, you know? So when I have to buy, you know, a rod at retail or, you know, get a discount on it, cool. I can do that. I, I do not feel entitled to get anything from that because it's what works for me. It's what I like. But because of this generation this you know like i'm big on youtube i'm big on instagram i should be getting this i should be getting this for what yeah for what i mean you're making videos for the internet and i'm talking about myself here too you know like you this is it may be your profession as youtube but these companies are you just going to go latch on to another YouTube personality? Yeah, but I say like you're not like these, especially now. Maybe like ten years ago, we were talking about like guys like uh, you know ripping lips, OBD Williams, like these guys who were like kind of like pioneers. There's no more pioneers. Like the mark, like it's been it's like I mean, there's still growth on social media and thing. Like we still got to figure out how to use it, but it's like this isn't brand new anymore. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of YouTubers now. There's a lot of people yeah. that want to be YouTubers now. There's a lot of people that want to do podcasts now. Like it, you're not special anymore. It's like you. To, to think that you deserve something because of this. Like, for one, it's like, you got 20,000 followers. This guy's got 20,000 followers. Uh, you know, this guy, you know, and then not only that, but, like, we got pros. We got, and that's why I, I think it's really funny about a lot of the uh, the YouTubers and podcasts like me. Like, let's not get it twisted. Like, none of us are uh, champions. None of us are riding around in big John boat or, or not, sorry, big bass boats with, you know, with, like, a million-dollar logos on that. You know what I mean? Like, like most of yeah. us are fishing out of kayaks and John boats, like, you know, the little support you do get goes a long way, but don't think that you're special because you're not. Like, there's, yeah. there's, there's a lot of people that, 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 that want what you, you know, they want to do what you're doing and can do what you're doing because now, I mean, cameras are affordable. 
everyone's got a GoPro. Everyone, hell, your, your your cell phone probably the best camera in the universe right now. I mean, so it's just it is it is kind of a weird. It's a, and I, I think that's what I really get back to. Like it's a it's a weird industry. Like like fishing is a yeah. weird industry to me. I don't and that's, that's kind of where like this year like, I started off wanting to do things and I kind of stepped back and now it's like I want to do less and wait and wait to see what happens. I feel like if I'm worth my if I'm worth my wait like if I feel like if I'm worth it, people will come to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, me going, me going to people. I'm not saying not to go to people. Like there's something that you want. Fuck it. But what's the worst that can happen? They'll say yeah. no. But like a lot. But at the same time, it's just like, dude, if I'm worth, if I, if I'm worth the investment, then people will know that I'm worth the investment. They'll be like, hey, Josh, we love what you're doing over there. We'd love to work with you. And I'd be like, and now I can say like, well, what are you thinking? Because you know, right now it's just like, can I have a 30% discount? Can I have a 40% <laughs> discount? Isn't that so, isn't that weird to ask for? You know, it's, it's like, yeah. can I please get a discount? It's like. Just pay the full price. It's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying. I mean, it, it helps a little bit, but it's nothing. You know that I feel like. You know that I need to like. And that we were talking about earlier. It's like you put yourself in a situation where like now you have to carry this brand, or you have to do like your videos have to have. And it's just like that's a lot of that's a lot of pressure for something that I might not really believe in. And you know that's you know, like I said, it's just it's, it's weird. Like because yeah, like, the, I mean like because I would print is. Go I ahead. would go talk to companies and I would say you know like hey. You know, so like my thing with uh, with Scum Frog, it was I don't care if I'm getting a discount or not. I'm being straight up. What I want to do is I would like to have a discount code to give to people that you can That's track my- and say OWA sent me. That's yeah. what I want. Like I want these companies that I believe in to say, like, hey, I'm out here working for you. Yeah. You know, like if you want to give me a discount down the road. Cool, but I want you to know that not only do I believe in this, but I'm trying to show people how to use these things and trying to like bring business your way. That's where I feel like I'm a little bit different. I'm not asking what can I get; it's what can I do to show that I'm working. Right, and I think I think I think it's the best attitude to have, and that's, that's something that I really. And, that, and I was talking about that earlier. It's just like, dude, what can I offer you? Like, I mean, like yeah. it's it's seriously when you think about it, when you look, when you're talking about a company that is already doing okay without me. Um, and then like, what can I offer? You know, I offer, like I said, I know it's not all about the numbers, but it is a little bit about the numbers. When you only have like this many thousand followers and you're only reaching out to this many hundred people per episode. And then this, this mm-hmm. company that you, that you're working with, they have like a hundred thousand followers there and they, they already have a, you know, all these things at places like, what, what are you offering to them? Like, I mean, like at some point yeah. you got like, you get, you, you have to like really set back and instead of like expecting something from the get go, maybe busting your ass off and show them hey i'm willing to work for you guys because i believe in the product i believe in what you guys are doing uh and this is what i'm going to do for you guys and don't worry and not worry about what you deserve right away because you don't really des- in my opinion you don't really deserve shit like i mean it's just, mm-hmm. if they give you something that's great but like we're talking about like, what we're doing here it's like like what what really can i offer you like what good is my podcast to a company like six cents i don't think i could really do much for a company like that right now I, mean, I, th- yeah. I think that, I mean, as my podcast grows, maybe, but right now it's like those guys, they will probably sell just as much of what they're doing without me. Like I, I guarantee I'm not going to increase their, uh, increase their value whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. So then you, uh, find a small company, you know, yeah. and that a lot of people don't know about or don't believe in or whatever it may be, you know, and you start working with them and that's kind of, I mean, it sounds shitty, but if you think about like, Scumfrog's Instagram. Like 3,000 followers, I think. They, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't have many. 
you know. But what are they at, dude? Like, oh man, this. Oh, I don't even know how to work Instagram. No, I, I, no, I, I we saw when, 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 when I started following you and I got I got curious about the Chris Frog. I saw how many followers that they had and like, oh, that's not that great. But here's the thing: it is like you also got to be careful. Like, like, like I, I would prefer to work with smaller companies because, like, I'm a smaller podcast, and, like, I like to work with someone and grow together. But the thing is, you can't milk those people at the same time. You can't be like, hey, I want to work with you guys and expect all these things because, like, they're not at that point where they can, like, sponsor a podcast or yeah. or sponsor, you know, a YouTube channel. I'm, I'm sure they'll, they can, they'll do what they can, but, it's like, like, I would much rather have a relationship like that where we can grow together. But don't expect much. And then I think that's a lot yeah. of problems that I, that I see people say, they, they, like, well, why am I not getting this? Like, I do this, that for you. It's like, because I got to grow, man. Like, this is a long-term investment. That's what, if that's something that you want to do. Like, really, you know, I think I said, well, you know, when you're thinking about process, like, I'm buying into this company. Or I'm buying into the idea of this company. And I need to be patient with it, be patient with the relationship, and see where it goes instead of just immediately demanding, you know, a you know, something as simple as a 40 or 60% discount, you know? Yeah. Or like seeing the kids that are like, you know, like, Hey, can I be pro staff? Hey, can I be pro staff? Yeah. Like, Hey, you know, can I get this for free? Can I get this for free? Before you ask, can I get this for free? Go see what pros are wearing their logo on their Jersey. And then tell me why you deserve that for free when they're paying pro, you know, to put their logo on a Jersey. Like, You can't do that. Yeah, especially like we look at something like Exxon Lurd. I didn't realize like I, I enjoy the relationship I have with Jim and all those guys, but I didn't realize how big they were until I saw who uses their product. I'm like, ooh, Josh, be be grateful what they do for you because dude, they they, don't, yeah, they, like, they, they like they do not need you. I remember Exxon. when they when they like kind of came up, like and I mean like I I love them. I liked them a lot. Like I mean I and it was when I was you know a Guggen fanboy and I was like, dang. This blitz worm is shitting all over the Mondo worm. Yeah. But amazing. I was going to be real. And that's one thing that I've always been. As I've always been real. You know, probably my most hated video is did uh, Guten copy Six Sense? And literally the point of that video was who cares? Thank God. Because that's, that's how I felt when, uh, when what's his name came out with his video? Uh, that like, Milliken. Yeah, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you're a dork, dude. Like, you really, that's what you did. Like, I mean, you didn't have to say shit. Like, I mean, like, but yeah. you came out there like this, this. I'm like, oh wait, great, you look at an asshole right now. Because who yeah. cares? Like, who yeah. really cares? Like, you, you, all, you didn't prove shit. Like, but I mean, so many people like they just typical YouTube. You know, they watch like up until the point where they see, you know, you say one thing, go in on the keyboard and then hop off. Yeah. I close that video out saying, who cares? Go fish what you want to fish. Who cares if they copied them or, you know, like, and then you open the whole freaking barn door of guess what? Every, every freaking lipless has copied Bill Lewis. Right. You know, and I made that point. Like, who cares? And I, I mean, there's, there's, there's only been one, there's only been one company that actually do it right where you can't, co- like, I think it's like the only one who ever copied or um, patented anything. And that was Z-Man with their chatterbaits. Yep. They're the only ones I know where that like no one can ever make it where the the, the ring whatever fits to the head of the jig. Mm-hmm. Like you can't do that. Nope. That's it though. The rest of it, I mean it's it's open for you know whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like we were talking about 
the YouTube industry and the fishing industry and all this other stuff, you know, and like I hear guys talk about all the time, like it's oversaturated. Don't do it. Don't try and get into it. It's oversaturated. It's oversaturated. I'm like, yeah, it is. But guess what? So many of these guys that are big on YouTube from fishing channels, guess what they're doing now? They're not fishing much. They're fucking opening Pokemon cards. I mean, I'm going to – listen, I've been calling out Yak Yak for a minute now to do a 1v1 challenge. Like, bro, you were 82nd. We're both airborne. Let's do it. <laughs> like, I mean, you can handle some trash talk. Let's do it. I finally got him to message me back. And he was like – he said, I'm getting out in November or April. I'm getting out in April. So I need to be sure that, you know, this – fits with what I want to do because I'm going full-time on YouTube. I'm like, make sure this fits with what you want to do. Like, you're working with Monster Bass. I'm working with Monster Bass. I want to do a slam. Let's see who can go through a box the fastest. What do you got to lose? Now, when he said to me, you know, I got to be sure that, you know, it fits in with what I want to do. Okay. I get it now. I'm nobody. I'm nobody. Like, you don't uh, want to share the limelight or share the spotlight. And 100%, like, yeah, I'm going to try and ride that fucking clout. 100%. But you know what I'm else, what else I'm trying to do is expose you. And you I have a fish pawns. And also put out content, which is yeah. what it's supposed to be about, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's, that's what we're all trying to do right here. We're, we're trying to put out content that that gathers people's attention, that brings them over to us so we can – you know, and I hate to say it like this. I mean, this sounds like some some dark, deep, you know, whatever conspiracy shit. But we're we're, we're trying to sell attention, like that you know that we get from our our viewers, our listeners. Like, I mean, if you're if you're into that, if you're trying to get sponsors, if you're trying to get uh whatever, like, that's what you're doing. Like, you're you're trying to get as much attention on you as possible so you can put it towards someone else, so someone can see what you're doing. Yeah, and that's I mean, like I said, like I mean, I'm transparent. Like, yeah, 100 percent. Let me ride. Let me ride your clout. Let me do it. You know, I have no problem doing that. But the simple fact is that, you know, now you're showing your true colors, you know, like who you are on camera is not who you are in person. And that's the stuff that gets me is the guys that put on this persona on camera. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing as like with like with, with female anglers. You got people like Christine Fisher who are out there who fishes her ass off wins tournaments or places well at tournaments is out there trying to you know to change the you know change the uh you know whatever the culture and everything and show that you know there's no such thing as female anglers they're just anglers who are badass that will take your money and then you got someone out there who just catches a fish and, and puts it as a brawl she's got a fish. and look i'm not saying they're doing anything wrong i'm just saying you know yeah. you're, you're yep. not christine fisher or you're not these these other anglers who are like you know real who, who you know, whatever real anglers whatever you want to call it but it's like you're putting out like a false persona that that kind of you know that's not real like, and that's yeah. just that's like it's, it's not real it's uh it, it's strictly you know clickbait uh yeah. it's for likes it's for and that's what you're doing like you're, you're trying to sell likes is what happened to me and what's going to happen is these people and these kids grow up and they you know learn so much they learn as, only as much as they can from watching a fishing guy, you know, who's literally doing a Walmart challenge, you know, or I'm pitting this reel against this reel. They're going to watch that and then be like, 
okay, I mean, I've seen all these videos already. Right. Now what can I learn? So then they're going to go find somebody else that's actually fishing. That's not putting out, you know, content just for the sake of entertainment value or view value. They want to learn. They right. want to get better. And that's what I've always tried to make my videos and my channel is I'm going to try and give you some kind of knowledge or just fishing. Because right. when you can't fish, you want to watch fishing. Right. You don't want to yeah. watch a video. Yeah. <laughs> so what's uh so what's where are you at right now with your season? Are you getting ready to to uh, to wrap it up? Because I mean, I don't stop. Water skiers, you you don't stop. You, don't you fish stop. year round. Yep. You don't have harsh winters like I got. I mean, we do, but dude, I my first year like 365 days. I fished at least once every week. I only missed one week. I fished at least once for 52 weeks. So no I fished. You no ice fishing, right? No. Okay. But I mean, there were days that I went out and like my guides were freezing up, line was freezing up, and I would just dip it in the water and keep on. But no. I'm, I'm just. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stay in New York when that temperature drops. Josh Smith goes home. <laughs> Josh, 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 don't do that shit. Look, no. I'm originally from Florida, and I'm not going to pretend like I'm not. So when that yeah. water freezes, I don't fish. No, dude, I just – I do not stop. And it's just because if I do, I'll get complacent. Yeah. And one thing that I learned last year is, like, winter fishing made me a better fisherman. It taught me a whole new style of fishing. Right. But yeah. then spring rolled around, and I was like – how the fuck do I power fish? What is that? Like, yeah. what is throwing a chatterbait? You know, like chatterbait was like my go-to. And well, now what? Now, how do I do that? So again, like, I've only been fishing, legitimately fishing for a little over a year and a half. That's that's it. You know, like, I mean, I don't I don't claim to know everything. I've learned a lot. I try and, you know, keep my mind open, like when guys will comment and say, do this, do this, do this. And I'm like, okay, I'll try that out, but, you know, I'm going to fish my style. However. What does most of your watchers uh, see you at? Like me, like me, people view my pod. a lot of the reason why people like my podcast is because I'm just like them. I'm like in this whole growing process. Like my, my show is usually about the uh, – more about the downs and the ups, you know, it's just like, you know, trying to figure out how to be a tournament fisher, you know, like, you know, just all the mistakes, all the, like, my, like my, my, my show is a pretty real show. Like, I'm not a great, I'm not the best angler. I'm not the worst. I might be pretty close, but like, it's just, it's just, that's what people like about my show is that like, it, they can all relate to what I'm doing. Um, and, and we're all kind of in this together. Sometimes I'll bring up, you know, a person on here who's better than all of us that will, you know, talk about some of the things that I struggle with and, and we'll find answers to certain things. Like, how, how are a lot of people like you in like your, your YouTube channel? I think that's kind of what it is. The fact that, you know, I'm just like anybody else out there, you know, yeah. like, I mean, I, I dabbled a little bit with doing a personal vlog. I've put up, you know, like two home vlogs and I got really good feedback and it didn't get a lot of views, but the feedback was enough to tell me this is good. You know, like, I mean, guys would say, Oh, you're regular Joe, just like us. You right. know, you're a stay at home dad during the day. I work third shift. I've got two kids here at home. I've got five with my ex-wife. My son Lawson here, he's autistic. I deal with I take care of him during the day. 
And then we have our year and a half old little girl, you know, but I think it's more so just the fact that I'm like everybody else, but people see that my passion for fishing is genuine. Right. You know, I try and always have fun. I try and have some kind of entertainment value to it. I'm trying to do better about like talking about how I'm fishing a different thing. And that was a big struggle for me is to talk about like, this is what's working for me. And I felt like I don't, I don't have any room to talk about what works for me. Cause I don't even know what I'm doing. Like I'm, I'm brand new to this. Right. You're like me. (laughs) Yeah. And I really struggle with that. But when I started doing that, then I got the feedback and it was, I really liked when you talked about how to do that. I really liked when you talked about how you work a Texas rig, how you, you know, work a frog, anything like that. That's something that I never thought of before. And I have to remember, like, there's so many people out there that are a lot like me that, you know, have probably only fished one thing a certain way and haven't tried something different. So, I mean, I don't know what it is, if it's the, you know, antics that I have when I get, you know, ramped up about catching right. a big fish or just the fact that, you know, I'm out there just grinding just like everybody else. Right. So we'll wrap this thing up soon, my friend, but, uh, what are you, what are you looking like for like, I'm gonna go ahead and say your season's ending. Cause even when winter comes fishing sucks. So we're going to pretend like your season's going to be ending. What are you looking at doing for the other, uh, like the next year, like 2021? Like what are things you want to do? Do you want to get into some tournament fishing? Do you want to yeah. like, how do you, how do you want to change your content? What do you want to do with 2021? Well, what I want to do in 2021, I want to have an official double digit. Official. Because that fish was double when she came out of the water. <laughs> but scale was light, and she, I mean, she shit all over the boat and all in the live well. So that's where I messed up. I didn't weigh right when I got out of the water. But I want an official double digit. I want to fish more tournaments. I've done some jackpots, some little, like, tiny boat tournaments around here. I'd like to get into my own. I'd like to do actual kayak tournament. Um, I want to keep growing, man. I want to keep growing. That's that's my thing. I want to just keep on growing, keep doing what I'm doing, um, and up my content quality. I got complacent. I got super complacent, you know. And I put a video out, and it, it was titled "You and I Deserve Better." And what yeah, it really I saw it. was, I saw it. yeah, it was. I've become. It got to a point to where I was lazy, but then there's plenty of times where I've gone out with no cameras and I'm like, I just need to fish. And a night like that just happened. Um, I caught 23 incher, probably close to eight pounds. My GoPro failed, but I had my big camera out there that day and I caught it on the Spro BBZ 50 rat. And I mean, I'll, I'll have that memory, you know, but that's one thing that I need to improve on is like, okay, I need to make sure that my equipment doesn't fail because that could have been huge. That could have been right. a great video where a lot of guys would have really enjoyed that. Um, dude, yeah, as far as next season goes, that's the thing about like down here, like a lot of guys don't realize they'll slow down during the winter. Everyone says, like, spring is your time to catch your biggest fish. Too many people sleep on winter fishing. Yeah, I know. I know. But but the thing is, like, up here, you don't. Down here, yeah. The the water freezes. (laughs) Yeah, down down here, you know. And that's where 
That's, I mean, I, I love it. I love going out and just like truly embracing the suck, you know? Yeah. Um, but I just want to get better. I always want to get better. Um, I'm going hunting tomorrow. So after we get done here, like I'm going to hop on YouTube and, you know, just like playing it through my mind again. I got to get in that mindset, you know, and I, I got my first deer ever um, a couple weekends ago. And I mean, I'm, I'm 35, you know, and I'm doing stuff that, you know, I wish I would have done as a, as a kid. You're, so, you're a lot, you're a lot like me. I think it was really close conversation. Like I didn't grow up, like, I'm a little different than you. I didn't grow up really fishing. I mean, I fished a little bit. Yeah. You know, I did like I grew up in Pamela City, Florida. So I, you know, I fished for some reds here, but not, not like, a, not like really fish, like fishing is a passion, but more like, you know, Hey, Josh, let's go fishing. Like, all right, let's go fishing. And then, you know, my dad took me once or twice, but, uh, you know, I didn't really hunt or anything but like for some reason like ever since i've been out of the army i got the army back in you know 2015 i got out feels about right about yeah, five years yeah, I'm 13 I, yeah, I got about 2015 like ever since then man i've been like just living a, a weird different life where i'm just you know i embrace fishing and embrace hunting uh i live up close to the adirondacks so i've been hiking you know i go in the mountains and like it's just like I, i'm whatever like I, I'm, a, I'm a complete 360 than where i was before uh, you know, my, my life is dedicated to fishing, except during hunting season. When hunting season's here, I'm out there hunting. And like, yeah. I'm like, you, yeah, I, I killed my first deer with a bow last year. Um, you know, and like, I've only killed like one deer before that. That was like a, some crazy, uh, whatever trip that I did one time. But I, I wasn't a hunter. Now I'm, I'm a hunter. Like last year, I, I put two deer down with a bow. Uh, I've been, I've been in the tree stand a lot this year. Now I'm being, I'm a little more comfortable with hunting with a rifle because I've already killed with a bow before. But it's like, I'm just doing all these crazy things that like. You know, here I am. I'm running a fishing podcast. I wasn't a real fish. A real, I wasn't a real angler, you know, four four years ago. I've only been doing yeah. it for like three years. You know what I mean? It's crazy, like, you know, where life takes you sometimes. Yeah, I think for me, so I haven't. My first deer was with a muzzleloader, so I mean, I haven't got the bow killed just yet. Yeah. And I'm hoping so tomorrow. We'll see. Um, Last year, I went out a couple times, but I never really put the time in behind the bow. And then we got closer to season this year. I took the bow out, and I was like, okay, I'm going to start putting more time into it. You know, put more and more time into it. Made a couple of sits. You know, got close a couple times with the bow. You know, my third time out, got out with the muzzle loader. But what I really want is, and this is nothing against my dad. My dad, like... He was drafted for Vietnam. He was in the Air Force. I think he's a hippie at heart still to this day. <laughs> you know, it was just never his speed. But I want to give my kids these experiences. Right. That's a, that's a good point. Cause that's why I started fishing the way I do now in the first place. Because my wife got pregnant with my son. And I'm like, well, shit, I want something that I can do with him as we grow, grow older. Because like, one of the problems that I have now like with my dad is like, love him to death. We don't have a bad relationship, but besides drinking beer, we don't have anything in common. Like we don't have like those uh, those uh, connection points or whatever. Where it's like, you know, growing up and coming home from deployments, like we didn't have something we can go and do. And I'm looking at my son. I was like, that's shit's important. When you're 25 years old and life kicks you in the dick, dude, let's go fishing. We can talk yeah. about it. We can fish. We ain't got to talk about shit. Maybe we'll just hang out. But you need to come to me when life gets bad. When life gets tough. And uh, we either figure it out or we'll forget whatever we're going to do. But, like, to have, like, those moments where you can go and fish with your dad or go on a, you know, hunting trip with your dad or a camping trip with your dad, I think those are kind of, like, really important things to have because, I mean, like, dude, it sucks, especially when you're, like, you're in your early 20s. Like, we've been there. Like, it's, like, 
it's such a crazy life. Like things happen so yeah. fast. You know, it's like here I am. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm 18 or 20 years old, and I'm, I'm sitting in a place in, you know, Fallujah, Iraq, and you know, I just got shot at for the first time. I got to come home and deal with that shit. Uh, I got to yeah. come home and figure out how I'm going to, uh, you know, decompress that. And, and I just didn't have anything. And so next thing you know, I'm like deep in the bottle. But I would rather have, you know, looking back and you know, being a dad now, it's like, oh, we're gonna go camping, Josh. Like I, I know you've been through some shit. But we're yeah. going to go camping or we're going to go fishing. We ain't got to talk about it, but the officers are there. But, goddamn, we're going to go fish and we're going to do something healthy and responsible and to have something that you can do besides just get lost in your thoughts and, and, and be out there all on your own because you can't do it by yourself. I mean, this is the, yeah. life's crazy. I don't care whether it's war or, you know, paying bills you know, and all the other crazy things that we got to do that we got to learn when we're growing up. You got to have something that where you can connect with your dad or whoever that's important to you. Yeah, that's I think that's what it is for next year. I've taken so much time this year to improve myself and my fishing. So next year I can continue to do that, but I can take that knowledge and give it to my boys and be like, Hey, let's go out. Let's do this. Let me teach you, you know, and let me try and like you, you can only hope that you can instill that passion into them. But you know what that time outside is going to do. It's going to give them time with you, but it's going to give you time with them to learn them. And find out what they're passionate about. And then you can, you know, do what you need to do to get on their level. And that's right. where I think, like, we miss out a lot growing up. You know, like, our generation, it was, we have to go to, you know, what they want us to do. Right. We can't do that now. now no, we can't. Oh, okay. If that's what you want to do, if that's what you're passionate about right now, let me learn. Teach right. me. You know? And... That's going to go so much further with them. Like, dude, my oldest boy right now, I know, like, we're going to wrap it up. My oldest boy is, I, I, I don't know how, anime. Yeah, like, my oldest daughter's into that. Heavy into that. But, like, I mean, he is such a talented artist. He yeah, can my daughter's draw. same way. Yeah. And, but now, like, he wants to do video edits. And I think it's because, you know, I do video edits as well. So now it's kind of like, okay, teach me about this, you know, and like he made fun of me for like how I pronounced Naruto the first time. I was like, Naruto? He was like, <laughs> it's Naruto. And I was like, Naruto. why don't you know that? I think I just said that. <laughs> He's like, no, no, you didn't. I was like, okay, teach me. Like, teach me these things. Tell me these things, you know? And then it was, hey, you know, check out this video edit that I did. Okay, that's sweet. Here's what I would do differently. So then we had that common ground to talk about that. And, you know, he likes to fish. He doesn't get out and fish very much, but he likes to. So I know that I've got both of those with him. So that's what we need to do with our kids is show them our passion, but also respect theirs. Yeah, respect and nourish theirs and find out right. what it is. So Yeah, 300%. All right, cool, man. Let's wrap this thing up. Who do you want to think that makes fishing easier for you? Sponsors, family, you know, all that good shit. My wife. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Dude, <laughs> I, 100% her. You know, she knows that tomorrow I'm going to be gone from sunup to sundown hunting. And not once has she ever complained about, you know, sunup to sundown fishing or anything like that. I mean, I wouldn't be here without her, you right. know. Um I already said monster bass, you know, they gave me my first real shot, you know, and you want to talk about scum frogs. We'll talk sometime. 
I'll tell you exactly how to work these things, especially yeah, well, that trophy I'm, series. I got a box of them now, so. Dude, the trophy series, I'm telling you, that probably caught me probably 50 or 60 fish this year. So, yeah, but no, I don't, no, no real sponsors or anything like that. I just wouldn't be here without her. All right. Well, I mean, I really appreciate you coming on. I like, I had a good time talking. Like, this yeah, show I did went too. Little, the, the, the show went a little bit longer than usual, but I don't have, a, I don't have rules for the show. It just does what it does. So, Dude, I can, I can sit and talk for forever. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, good luck with everything. Stay in touch, and I'm sure we'll talk again in 2021, especially when we get closer to frog season. So, yes. Uh, anyway, appreciate the content. Look forward to following some more, but uh, I'll talk to you again soon, bro. Thanks, man. I'll see you.